The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu, and joining me on the line for the first segment, back by popular man, honestly, because we've been getting a lot of requests for this ever since he made his last appearance on the show, is former Raptor sharpshooter C.J. Miles, host of Strictly Hoops, over at Yahoo Sports Canada. CJ, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, now, CJ, uh, I, you know, I was just down at practice, just down at OVO uh, yesterday, and obviously a lot of the talk was just sort of like, you know, the Raptors got a seven-game road trip coming up, and I actually wanted to ask you just a little bit in terms of just like, you know, what goes down on road trips, stuff like that behind the scenes where I think people are always endlessly fascinated about, you know, what NBA players do. Um, but actually, you know, I was I was listening back to some of the interviews, and I heard this clip from Thad Young that I wanted to play for you here, and then go through a couple of the terminologies because I feel like one of the things you do really a good job at at Strictly Hoops is breaking down plays. So, um, yeah, producer, you got that clip? I mean, I think it's just more more so is just effort, effort, you know, and that's all the way around from you know when a team makes a shot. Well, when we make a shot and we're getting back on defense, picking the ball up early and, you know, showing our high walls and our high gaps, you know, making, you know, guys see, you know, not see lanes as opposed to, you know, how it's like the Red Sea is parted sometimes, you know, where we're getting back and everybody's in a defensive position and not standing straight up to where, you know, if a guy drives baseline, we have a base go and a guy's rotating for that guy and, you know, we're Xing out on the weak side. Just a lot of different things. I think it's just, ready basketball mm-hmm. you know it showed that we were always in ready mode focus mode uh, effort mode um, you know always willing to make the next play and that's what we need to get back to doing all right CJ when you hear that assessment from Thad Young uh, about the Raptors defense which this year has been you know a, a letdown at times uh, what do you make of sort of first off his comments on on the Raptors and, and their defensive uh, issues so far um, it's a the biggest thing is that it's a call for a sense of urgency you know, that's what it seems like he's trying to he's trying to do in the politest way, <laughs> you know. Um, but just to get guys to understand that where we are right now in the season, like if I'm on that team and we're going through what we're going through, ups and downs, a lot more losses than we want or should be getting, there should be a different reaction to that. It mm. shouldn't be a reaction of slumped shoulders and laxing on certain principles. It should be a an opposite reaction. It should be we should we got to tighten up. We got to get back even closer to the fundamental stuff and the things that help us win basketball games. I think the biggest things that good teams do is they find the things that they hang their hat on right. throughout the season. And, you no, know, that's been a defensive unit for a while now. That's one thing that's been that's been great up there. Um, even from the – when I before I got there, it was a good defensive team, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you look at something that really will help turn things around, and that's it. And he's just calling out the things that we're supposed to be doing every night and we're not doing them and we expect to win. That's that's pretty much called insanity. If you do the same thing over and over, and you don't you don't get a different result, I mean you're not supposed to. Right, right. And and this is you know one of the main reasons you bring a guy like that young into your program, right? Because you have a, some some younger players, and you do have some younger veteran leaders. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know you have somebody like that who's been in the uh, in the league a long time calling it out. And it's a good thing. I really think it's a good thing. This is a healthy mm-hmm. sort of approach that I think any successful team would, would have. Now, and one thing I noticed with a lot of Thad Young's interviews is he gets, you know, um, really technical sometimes with sort of how he's describing it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's just really technical to people who haven't played like myself, but 
um, in particular, I think it's really appreciated because I think sometimes players can kind of take two approaches, right? You can kind of sort of like simplify it, really make it digestible, uh, or, you know, you can really lay into obviously all the basketball IQ that a guy like that obviously uh, clearly possesses. So, CJ, I, honestly, I just wanted you to, to help, you know, decode some of these terms. Okay. All right. So first off, so, okay. Go yeah, ahead. he said we, we got to make sure we're back and we're showing our high walls and our high gaps. What, what does that mean? So, um, say De'Aaron Fox comes to town. Yep. And even if we score or not, and they outlet him the ball, when De'Aaron Fox, when De'Aaron Fox picks the ball up and looks up, he's got to see all five of our defenders looking at him. Mm. Meaning he can't look up and see any weak spots in the defense early because he's going to attack them. Okay. So if he attacks those weak spots early and we're not, say, Freddie's guarding the ball, OG's on one wing, and Pascal's on the other wing, meaning he's got to see Freddie's chest and he's got to see the other two guys beside Freddie looking at him and ready to help. Mm. Okay. Because if he can see that, it stop, it changes his attack early. If he attacks early and he gets in the paint early, now the defense is in scramble mode for 24 seconds. Right, right. And, th- and that's one of the big focuses, I think, well, you know, Nick was asked about this as well, um, and and he was definitely focusing a lot of the rap- the fact that the Raptors are not either getting back in transition or they're getting beat on the first action that the other team mm-hmm. is running. Ideally, first off, you definitely need to stop transition. That's the number one mm-hmm. principle. But then the number two thing is make them play later into their clock, make them run their second, third actions in the set, and and that's where likely you will get low percentage shots. The other thing that 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 Thad really said was, um, you know, for he he brought up an example. If a guy drives baseline. We have a base go, guys rotating for that guy if we're Xing out to the weak side and making sure we have all this sort of lockdown. Um, yeah, what does all that mean? Okay, so a lot of defenses in the um, NBA, they want to keep guys out of the middle of the floor. Okay. Because they have so many options. So if I have you on the wing, I'm not letting you go baseline, but my I'm referring you to the baseline. Mm. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna beat me, it's gotta be baseline because now we have more ways to help you so a base go would be the guy that's in help side whose guys on the other side of the floor the furthest away from the ball right if he sees somebody getting baseline he's coming to help and then that way the other three guys that are not involved in the play the x out term that he used is the other guy on the weak side he's going to take the first pass Mm. so the guy that attacks so the offensive player attacks the basket there's the guy who's guarding the ball who's gotten beat, so he's kind of behind. There's the guy who's coming across the baseline to make sure he doesn't get a dunk. And then the other three guys' job is to help those two guys away from the ball. So the first pass that comes out, an XL guy will take that pass. Right. And then everybody else finds another body. Okay. Now, see, th- this will take a lot of coordination, right? This will take a lot of basketball yes. IQ to pick yes. up on the fly. Probably a lot of experience playing with each other. Um but the Raptors have shown it, right? That's not the thing. Is yes. like it's not exclusive to an older or even more experienced group. We saw them last season play at yes. that level, and that's why Thad can go to the media and say what he's saying. He's not asking for something that can't be done. Mm, right. He's saying it in a tone of like we've done this. He said, "Get back to this." Right. He didn't say we need to figure out how to do it. He said, "Get back to this." This is these are guys that have won a championship on this team. Right. They know. Yep. They know what kind of things got to be done and the way the the consistency it has to be done too. That's the other thing. This is not him saying that they don't play defense at all. This is him saying them them understanding that how how much more they have to do it to get back to winning ways. Mm. Okay, well, well, we'll see if it really starts to click in on this road trip. Obviously, it's, it's going to be a really um, you know, difficult one. The Raptors going on the road for seven games. Actually, you know, one other thing that was interesting because um, Thad came to speak to media first, and then Nick was the last guy to speak. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and th- they were wrapping up practice early because they're flying out to the West Coast. Um, so, you know, typically, you know, you know this, right? You, you, you dip yeah, out yeah. early, obviously, help mm-hmm. with the time change, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we were asking Nick about sort of what Thad was saying. And, and Nick's reaction was sort of like, oh, well, this was a closed-door meeting. Um, but and then but then he was like look happy to go into it and sort of explain sort of like some of the things he was you know trying to highlight. Mm-hmm. Are video sessions like explicitly private or like are they closed door meetings specifically where you can't necessarily say what we're looking at if, in film? Because to me, I, I don't see any issue with sort of the idea that like hey we're working on our defense. Like when the Raptors are like ranked twentieth in defense right now, I would hope that they're working on their defense. And I'm sure it's something you work on literally every day, especially with a defended defensive mind coach like Nick. But I mean, what's the? Is this a faux pas, guys? I suppose. Yeah, I think I think there's a uh, there's a line of what you want because sometimes those meetings you might have to get under a guy's you might have to light a fire under a certain guy's tail, you know? Okay. It might get a little more personal than it has. Not, I shouldn't say personal. It might have to get a little more individual because you got guys that play a lot of minutes and guys that we we, we lean a lot on, and sometimes that guy that guy's got to be called out in front of everybody to see it because. The, we call it the eye in the sky, as they say in most sports, they don't lie. So if I got to show you a bunch of clips of you not doing what I've been asking you to do for two weeks, mm. we don't want that spilling out and then looking like, you know, we in a it's a fight or something over in turmoil. It's like, no, we're just being professionals. Right. We found what we found a weak link, something consistently being weak. It just happens to be you right now. Mm-hmm. This is not me attacking you personally. I'm sorry I use personally first because it's not personal. It's us trying to be the best team we can be. And anybody that wants to win takes that and is like, I got it. Right, right. I think a great example of this is, you know, um, Nick, I think earlier in November was talking about how, like, look, Gary's, you know, defensively, we know he has a higher level to reach and we want him Mm -hmm. to get there. And if he does, sort of he fits us, right? Now, of course, I I didn't necessarily like the the fits us comment, but to be honest, like, I understood where he was coming from. And then, of course, he put Gary on the bench for about seven games. The response, as you mentioned, with a guy who really, really focused and really, really takes that message to heart, takes it the right way and starts to focus, is a guy like what Gary has been doing the last, like, two months or so, where he's been red hot, averaging 20-plus, super focused, and then things where Nick is saying, we want you to be more disruptive with the ball, averaging, like, two steals a game in addition to that. So, you know, they're they're obviously – you can't necessarily always call people out or I guess, you know, you don't want Mm -hmm. all of it flowing out because people can take it the wrong way because no one has all the context other than people in the room. But mm-hmm. it can be. And effective. you don't ask a guy. You don't ask a guy who's not capable of doing that to do that. Sure. You sure. know what I mean. So like that's like I always looked at if a co- especially if a coach was willing to go out and say a name in the media that way. That's him saying I need more from you, and I know you can do it. Mm. Like he wouldn't put you in a position to fail. Right. 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 And then on the other side, would you want a guy that you knew was capable of doing that, and you asked him and he just folded after you said that? Mm. Would that's, you want a guy on your team? You know what I mean? Like that. Fair. Like. That didn't because could you win with a guy like that on your team who had an ability to do something more that was going to help your team win? Like that's what we asking for, right? All the guys in the league are asking for responsibility, playing time, mm-hmm. more shots, more this, more that, and then a coach gives you an assignment that could potentially lead to you getting the things you want. Why wouldn't you do it? Right, right. It's great perspective. Great perspective. Um, now the Raptors are going out on this seven game road trip. This is a long one. Apparently, this is the longest road trip that the Raptors yeah, yeah, yeah. as a franchise has gone on since 2007. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think during that time, they had like an extra four days off for, for Christmas as well. Um, so, you know, this is a long road trip. Definitely the longest one of the year. So, CJ, I got I to gotta ask you. If you were to go on a seven-game road trip, and I don't know if over the course of your very long NBA career, if you ever did go on a seven-game road trip, mm-hmm. what's the one thing you can't go without during this trip? What do you, what do you have to pack for that seven-game road trip? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
I mean, the biggest thing is like any personal recovery stuff that I own, like speaking from the basketball side, like okay. Norman Tex, leg sleeves, anything that I can do to help my recovery with all the traveling and all the things we're doing, um, maybe some bands and things like that to keep, you know, the body moving good. And then on the personal side, I'm going to have some type of video game probably because it's probably going to be a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And hope you got to have days off in cities and you're not going to want to be on your feet a lot. So I'm either bringing a Switch or a PlayStation or Xbox or something that I can hook up. Okay. Um, and then a couple books and a, a notebook to write in and, you know, just to fill some of that, that headspace time. Because some of that, you got to find some type of detachment, especially on a road trip because there's even less things for you to do. Mm. And you can sit around and if there's a bad game, you don't want to spend two days dwelling on a bad game. Or two days sitting around thinking about how great I was and taking the next game for granted. Either way. Right, right. No, that's, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. And listen, you guys have to go on a lot of long flights, right? I mean, like Toronto, Sacramento mm -hmm. is, is I think, probably just over five hours. Maybe like, because it's probably about the same as like Toronto, San Francisco. And yeah. I've done that a couple of times. So that's five hours. So I'm assuming five hours on this flight. Um, we, now, we, we've seen lots of pictures of NBA players on flights. I feel like this is like the number one time sometimes for NBA players to take photos. I remember there's one year where Serge got everyone's scarves and everyone took a flight, yeah, a picture yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah, of the flight. Yeah. Or like <laughs> even going back way in the day, like there's a infamous photo of, um, speaking of video games, um, David Robinson and Tim Duncan playing like, like a local area network. Like they literally got four laptops they connected together. I think they were playing mm -hmm. Starcraft yeah. or something like that after winning the championship in 98. Um, yeah, what, what's the, what, what was your go-to thing? Uh, on the flight, you know, as a team activity, you know, what I mean, there's the cards, there's the uh, video games. Yeah, what there's cards, there's cards, um, a lot. There's sometimes we just sometimes like you know on the long trips we sit around, there's music playing and we just chopping it up like okay. literally. Yeah, like guys are just telling stories, talking about the game. Those are some of the best ones too because you hear guys like really getting a basketball talk. Sometimes they get a little bit more personal, but mm. like guys' journeys and things they've had to do to to, to reach where they reached and schooling the young guys a little bit, you know, just all type of things like that. But, like, you know, there's there's a lot of bonding that happens on trips like this. And I think that's why it's good for a team that's going through some things because we in proximity the whole time. There's nowhere for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, so yep. if it's something that needs to be hashed out, it's either going to get hashed out or it's going to become a weight. So let's figure it out. Right. Now, I mean – so, I mean, look, I, I'm not in these, obviously, these these bus rides or any plane rides. Sometimes you do hear about things about, like, it's, you know, it's real quiet in there sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and I would, I would, I guess my question is, like, is that necessarily a bad thing? Or is it also sometimes where if a team is really cohesive and, and really in a good space, um, and obviously that can kind of come and go sometimes. And obviously if you win, you're definitely in a way better mood. Mm hmm yeah, but yeah, because like, we have it's a joke. Like, let's make the like when you're coming home and there's a long trip home, let's yeah. make this flight pleasant. You know, yeah, <laughs> nobody yeah. wants to fly five hours home after losing by twenty or something. You know, like nobody wants that. Yeah, but I also think sometimes there's things you reach a point where, say, let's say things are going the way you want, mm -hmm. and we reach a mm -hmm. point on this road trip where everybody understands that we're not where we're supposed to be. Right. right. Sometimes there don't need to be any words. Sometimes the next practice. There's a ton of focus shown in the next game. All that frustration is let right out on the floor. And in the heat of the moment, guys are holding each other accountable. Mm. Saying, hey, man, I need you to be here. I need you to be there. Not in a right. disrespectful way, just everybody understands we're in a make or break spot and we need to make a change. So it's just who's going to be the guy who really steps on the gas as far as like pressing forward that change. And I think Thad making that speech is part, part of that. 
right. going into this road trip, like putting it on guys' minds. You know, these are some things that we need to carry with us, you know. And I think that's a great thing to have with a vet like that, starting that thought process on the way out. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's, it's good. You, you can tell that sometimes it's just like, look, listen, you, you got sometimes you might, you might just need to hear this, you know what I mean? Like, he's in year 16, he's yeah. not trying to waste any time. You know, yeah. he's not trying to see, like, you know, guys essentially messing around or anything like that. Yeah, again, we're not accusing anything. It's just like, again, like, a guy like that, yeah. when he speaks, you got to listen And that's a guy who sure. doesn't take it personal either. Like, he's like, I've been through this. Like, I'm not trying to attack you. Yep. You just, I, if I'm a guy on a team with a bunch of guys that say they want to be a winning team and they're not doing the things you need to do to be a winning team, who am I as a vet if I don't say anything? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what's the point of me even being here if I'm not going to, this is part of my job description. Right, right, right. Not just performing on the floor, but to help God. Like, I might not be the captain, but if my captain is, if I'm a 17-year vet, I think that's how many years, and my captain is younger than me, I need to nudge him a little bit too. Yep, yep. No, that's true. That's true. Um, now, I also think that, like, this time of year, especially with them going on a long road trip, it, it can be a little anxiety-inducing just because the trade deadline is literally coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And this is probably the, around that time. You see management go with them. You know, I know Bobby's with them on this trip right now. Um, Masai, I saw him at uh, you know, the 905 game today. Probably will make it out there as well. You know, like, this is, I mean, this has got to be something that players also talk about as well in terms of just, like, I know everyone mm-hmm. in the fan base, everyone in the media, they always want to talk about trades. I'm sure they're probably upset right now not hearing us trade this guy for this guy and all this sort of other fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a topic of conversation in locker rooms? Are guys sort of, like, essentially on pins and needles at this time of year? Um, I mean, guys are well aware of what's being said, you know, around the league, but okay. we don't, or like if they're, and then sometimes nobody knows, like there's, everybody sure. knows there's trades that pop out of nowhere, but for the most part, you, we have, everybody's got social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's hard not to see what's being said, the things that are going around. And I think the biggest thing is to control what you can control, you know? Okay. Like there's not a lot you can do about it. Unless you went and requested a trade, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. unless you made the turmoil, like if you if you made the bed, then you got to lay in it. But I mean, if you're in a spot where you hear things and I always took it for me, I always took it, you know, like it's, it's two sides to it. Like somebody else is willing to take you like, you know what I mean? Sure, so sure. I want to be ready for that. And then at the same time, I'm still trying to perform for where I'm at. I'm trying to, you know, make myself serviceable to my team. So. I just look at it like I'm going to be the best bas- basketball player I can play, be in the position I'm in. Mm. Everything else that's supposed to happen is going to happen. Do I want to get traded? No. I don't I don't think any guy wants to uproot and, you know, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because a lot of guys do. But, I mean, sure. yeah, yeah. I don't think it's ideal to feel that way is what yeah. I should say. No, that's fair. And then, listen, I, I think maybe, especially the older you get in your career, maybe when you've gone through it once or twice, like, you learn that perspective, which I think is definitely wise. You can only control what you control Focus on that, right? But at the same time, when so you're younger, I will say like, this: it's still not fun. So, right, yeah, like, because sure. when I got traded, when in Toronto, that was my after that was what year fifteen. That was my first time getting traded in my whole career. Really? Yeah, it never happened. I had all every every team change was through free agency. Right. So, right. Like that was the only time I changed teams. So, like that first, it's still weird. It's still different, you know, because like I left uh, what Atlanta and was playing in Memphis. Like, right. let's just say I left Friday, and I was I left thir- Wednesday was playing on Friday. Right. No practice, no nothing, barely no guys' names, any of that. Don't get me wrong, it's just basketball, and I had a lot of career behind me, but it's still a challenge. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, did did you know that that was a possibility coming up? Like, did you where you I had no idea? Up? You had no idea? I had no idea. I had no idea. I found out. Uh, I'm not going to – let's not go crazy over this, but I found out, like, 
at pregame lunch for the game that night. Like I found out Damn. through social media. Damn. That wasn't a like, small Because everything happened either. so fast. Everything but, happened so fast, you know, like. Right. Um, next thing you know, I was like, you know, talking to Nick before they went to the game, you know, we had a conversation about it, you know, we, and it was over. Damn. No, I mean, that's the thing, like, on a human level. Like, I understand that this is how front office has got to operate, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. it's it's really their job. I'm, I'm sure Bobby and Messiah are really nice people, and I'm sure most GMs mm -hmm. and executives. Bobby called me, too. I, I don't yeah. want to say, I want to act like they didn't. He did call me, too. Okay, right, right. But, like, I, I do think that, like, this is, for, I think, from the player's perspective, when this happens to you as a human being, it's got to be really jarring. And this is a big trade. Like, it was you, JV, and DeLon mm -hmm. going out, right? And, of course, mm -hmm. Marcus all coming back. Um Damn. The yeah. thing that was cool, though, is we went together. So we all went okay. to the same place. So it made it a little easier, you know? Like, right, um, right, right. You go with some familiar faces. Not that we wanted it, but that mm -hmm. makes it a little easier. Um, but, like, yeah, like you said, like, as a, still as a human being, you still feel type, some type of way, you know? Right, like, right. Especially when you've been somewhere and you make some memories and you make some friendships and you've had some success, somewhat yep. some success on a team, you know? Thinking you got a chance to really do something special, mm -hmm. or knowing that something special is going to happen, they win the championship that year. Yeah, not saying and the trade, not saying that we would have we would have won it with the same team or not. I don't know. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that. I'm just saying you see it. Yeah. No, I mean, damn, that's tough. I remember that game in Atlanta too. It was really emotional. There was only like eight guys who suited up for the Raptors. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys weren't playing. Kawhi was load managed that day, and I think it was Fred and. Pascal, who really had to step up, and and of course you look years down the line, and that's kind of like you know what's what's still around yeah. from that team. Yeah. The league moves yeah. fast, man. The league moves fast, and I think Barry, especially at like I don't know. I mean, it's got to be weird on a human level just seeing your name sort of floated around, right? People like you, you never know because some some people you know obviously like whoa, Choms, you know Chris Haynes, Mark Stein. Like there's there's like some real like mm -hmm. name value behind some of these reporters. You probably met them and and, and introduced yourself to them a long time, or they've done the same to you and. You know, when you hear them talking, you're like, okay, there's probably something legit here. But at the same time, like, especially in this media economy where it's just like so many people are coming out because this is like, there's anybody, if you put out any report, people are going to click on it, right? Uh, yeah, and there's such yeah. an incentive <laughs> for people to jump in and, and pass along whatever info they have. Like, I mean, as players, like, that's got to be disorienting. But also at the same time, sometimes you probably just be like, I know this is not happening. And you might have mm -hmm. to laugh at it sometimes. And there's some, there's some where some guys, will, their name will get floated around. There'll be a guy from the front office say, look, do not pay attention to that. Okay. Like, you know, really? they'll beeline okay. right to you. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes it's just like, you know, like you said, from a personal, like as a person, as a human being, mm. to be on a team and to see that float around, it's like, damn, like they don't like they don't rock with me like that. Like they don't like yeah, yeah. for this to be or nobody's come to tell me that it's not true. Or like sometimes you want that. You want that security. I think everybody will play better with that security. But sure. we understand it's a business, too. Like and like me, like I said, like I have been around forever. So mm. I've seen and come. I've been on. I we had a we had to stop a plane one time for a guy to get off, like loaded right. up on the plane, taken off. They stopped the plane so a guy could get off because he got traded. It went through nah. as we were about to fly out. That's wild. Took his bags off the bottom of the plane, everything. Damn. And we thought he was joking because he got up because we used to make a running joke like guys. The deadline would pass. I was like, ah, guys, I got. They look at their phone. Like, ah, it was me this year. I got da 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 da. Okay. And he got up, started just <laughs> dapping people up, right? <laughs> and everybody's like, man, what you doing? Sit down. We about like, you know. He's like, nah, I'm out of here. He's like, no way. I'm like, dapped everybody up. Yo. He got to like the ninth person. We were like, oh, he's serious. Uh huh. He got off the plane. Damn. Yes, yeah. I'm not gonna ask you who this is, but because it really yeah, yeah I don't want to put nobody's stuff. But, but this is but, but that's let's wild, say this. It's man. another main guy and yeah. rotation guy on our team, like a yeah. guy we've been with a few years. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's tough because I think I mean, especially because with professional sports, like, like it, we always talk so much about like 
we need great leadership on the team. We need guys to really bond and grow mm-hmm. chemistry. Mm-hmm. And you got to do this together. And you got to put in so much emotionally into everything you're doing, um, especially because it's high stakes. But it's also for so many people watching, millions of people watching. Like, there's so many emotions that goes into that. And at the same time, though, like, you could just get cut off, like, literally in the middle of the plane. They just drop you off. So... And it's not but to let's say look that, like, at the other side too, though. Like I mean, the players got to take a little bit of this too. They've opened the floodgates of demanding and saying, like, and not saying this stuff wasn't happening before that, but like mm-hmm. now, if you got both sides that's free and can't, uncaring with it, like saying, like, yeah, get me out of here, then why would it get more gentle? Yeah, you know, fair. like why that's would fair. it? You, not, you know, it's a business. If you want to, if you want to play, then it's a business. Just just treat it like business on both sides. Mm. So if I'm somewhere and I feel like this is not the best business decision for me to be playing here, yeah. and I voice that. Don't don't come for me. Come, if you're not gonna come for the owners for trading guys without telling them and nothing like that, you know what I mean? Like, no, that's totally fair. Let's treat it fairly both ways, and then there's no problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of talk right now about like you know the the, the term is like player empowerment, which actually mm-hmm. it, it's a positive term. What I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. anything any kind of empowerment really is, is a positive thing, yeah. especially in this case, you know, the workers are being empowered. Um, but at the same time, I do think that, like, that kind of gets blown out of proportion. Like, we're talking about, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the ratio of, a, of an owner or, or a GM trading a player without sort of, like, consulting them or sort of even factoring that in versus, like, uh, the number of times players have willingly asked out and maybe went public mm-hmm. or not went public with it. It's got to be, like, way more in proportion of yeah. sort of the, the ownership side. Now, of course, they, they're sure. the ones who they are the bosses. They pay the money and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of why the money is there for in part as well. But at the same time, you know, like I, I, I get it. We I can't get it from say the type of players that these players have grown into and the stuff that's been done over years is the reason why the money is where it is now. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Which is why there has to be a little bit of empowerment on. But there's got to be some guidelines on both sides because you mm. can't let everybody just do whatever they want, you know? Yeah. Because then you lose you lose the 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 special, the the gratefulness that comes with this opportunity. Like this is a job too. Mm-hmm. and it's a, But it's a job that you play basketball for a living and make buku dollars right like <laughs> yep, you play a yep. game mm-hmm. travel the world that's all the perks that come with said making the money and there's only like 400 of us right mm-hmm. now if you get these guys getting up here being ungrateful and treating it like it's nothing where's the sacredness to that right that's like true. you know what i mean where's the brotherhood where's the real sense of accomplishment and the acknowledgement of the work that you have to do to get there it gets sullied because you get there and you get these ungrateful spoiled people just you know what i mean from both it can't work good. It can't look good that way. Right. Well, that's why the best organizations, like, it's a people business at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the Raptors have done a really good job of sort of maintaining that relationship. I know, like, probably the quote-unquote coldest thing was, like, when, when Masai had to, 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 to you know, move DeMar for, for Kawhi. Yeah, and, that was tough. And that was covered from all angles, right? And I'm sure, like, mm-hmm. you know, you were a member of the team at that time. Like, that must mm-hmm. have been, like, just, I mean, like, DeMar was, like, him and Kyle. That was him and Kyle's team. That was tough. Right. And like the reaction to that, I'm sure, I know Kyle was pissed, which obviously he would be, right? That's his guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, though, like, you know, at the same time, you look back on the history, you're like, okay, clearly that thing worked out mm-hmm. for the Raptors franchise. But, you know, I mean, again, it, it's a people business. You it, know? It, it had it really to work is. out. <laughs> it, it did have to work out. It, it did, was, for it was the one city year thing, right? The it was city would have been, thing, that, yeah, that had to work out or the yeah. city would have been in fits, right? You know? It's true. But I mean, and that's part of the business side that, that you got to look at too. Like, so Masai had to make a decision. Yep. Like, he's he's doing a job also. That doesn't, I'm not saying that you have a job in the front office means you can treat people like dirt, and mm-hmm. that's not what he did. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying it also means he's going to have a position at a stance sometimes that's not going to be popular. 
Yeah. And yeah. that was probably the most unpopular one they could have picked, right? <laughs> like, um, yeah. but he stood his ground. Yeah. And it worked. Um, you know, I thought there was a lot of emotional ties to that, but you're looking at a guy who who came here as a kid, turned himself into a man, mm-hmm. broke records, carried a team, did all these great things, and really was pushing the culture forward, you know. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of positives to what he did here. Mm-hmm. It's not like he and it's, he wanted to be here. That's the thing that I think that makes it hard. Yeah. Is that you had a lot of guys coming around, demanding trades, teaming up with other superstars, doing these things, and Demar was like, "No, I'm staying right here. Yeah, no, this is true. where I want to be." And yeah. I think that's what made it hard. And honestly, like, man, not to open up a can of worms, but like, really, like for for the Raptors fan base, right? One of the things that when we hear is all the time is like. You know, sometimes players don't necessarily want to be here. Now, in the years past, like, mm-hmm. the Raptors weren't really about anything. They were a losing team. Like, why would mm-hmm. you necessarily want to yeah, be in those locations, right? I totally understand yeah. that from that perspective. But you also hear some things about, like, you know, oh, man, my kids are learning the metric system. You know, they're learning what a centimeter is. They, they're learning about kilometers instead of miles. You know, like, okay, whatever, right? That's just that's yeah, more that's, education, that's, really, honestly. Yeah, 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 but it's like, <laughs> it, it's, you know... It, it was significant that a player really, really embraced it. And obviously, grew into that role, and then him and Kyle both kind of did that. And of course, we've seen players subsequently come in and kind of continue to do that. And hopefully, it stays like that. But I mean, like, what is the hesitation? Like, why, why don't free agents? Why don't more people I, I, make the I, choice I, that you made? Because it clearly worked I, out for I, I you. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So I will say this: um, coming. So I didn't realize the lack of dis- disrespect that the Raptors were getting until I got here. Okay. Or until I got there, I should say. I'm not in Toronto right now. But, like, when I got there, I was like, well, there's no way this team, the success has had, is, doesn't get this many TV games. Or when they talk about, um, you know, the top teams in certain are doing this, that there's no chatter about it, nothing. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're up there. If they get start deep in the playoffs, we'll talk about them then. Yeah. yeah. Type thing, you yeah. know? Um, I will say that. And then I think there was this stigma on coming up north that has been carried since back when the baseball and hockey players used to say they're not going because of the taxes, right? Okay. Like, that was the big argument. I think that has loomed over time, and it kind of, like anything, over time, Mm. the real meaning of the stigma kind of isn't there. People just know that it's one of those things, like, "Ah, I don't want to go up there to Canada. You know what I mean? Like, Sure, okay. And it's not like, and they act like you're going into a cave in... The top of the biggest mountain somewhere. Like, it's not even like it's. Yo, it's like an hour from It's New not York, that man. different. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not that. Yeah. It's not that different. It's not that crazy, I think. And then you get there and the people that you have, and you realize you have a whole country behind a basketball team. I've never felt this type of support I felt like I felt the first year, especially when mm-hmm. I was there. Yep. Like, yeah. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, man. Like, you, but how could you? There's no place where there's a whole country behind the team. Right. So how could you see that anywhere else? And I think that's something special that's being missed out. I also think there's a lot of timing issues. Like, I don't think there's been a space where there's been this, in a while, where there's been a super big name Mm -hmm. and it just fit. Like, the type of guy that could come. I think that's been a thing, too. And you can't force anything, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, exactly. This ain't baseball. You can't just go out and, like, sign whoever you want all the time. I hear that. I hear that. That's why I'm looking forward to when uh, when some of these Canadians come into free agency. You know what I mean? I Shea Gilchrist, Alexander. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. From nearby Hamilton, you... always showing love to yeah. Toronto. You know. I mean, yeah, listen, it's just a hope, obviously, but it's because he's nah, such a Nah, that great would player. be dope, though. You know, you that get would be dope. The, the best way to change it is to flood the market with your own people, right? right. <laughs> like, I mean, so it's coming then. It's coming because right yeah, now you see great Canadian to, right? players everywhere right now. It's got to, right? Yeah. All right, CJ. Look, this has been great. We've been we've been going through all this sort of deadline stuff. But I think the biggest thing I actually wanted to go through with you was sort of an exercise to see if Pascal's going to make the All Star team. Now, I think 
it's kind of undebatable to me that he is a guy who has played at an all-star level all season. But I mm-hmm. do think that, like, the, the way sort of, I don't know, whether coaches or they hand it off to assistant coaches, you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's not necessarily just, like, Nick Nurse sitting down filling out the ballot all the time. Sometimes they pass yeah, it off yeah. to the assistants. But, like, when the coaches are looking at sort of the players, sometimes, of course, they factor so much into the, the winning aspect. And that's the one mm-hmm. thing working against Pascal. It's just the winning has not necessarily been there mm-hmm. as it has been in previous years. Um, so I wanted to go through the East All-Stars with you real quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to hear who your starting five is going to be and any sort of locks that you had on your reserves. Okay. Um, so speaking on Pascal first, I yeah. don't think you can go through the list and he's not an all-star. I agree. I like, agree. you know what I mean? I don't think, and I think that, you know, obviously the fans, they determine the starters. And then after that, like, you know, those guys, like Pascal is right there with those guys, numbers wise and everything. Right. So, after the fans determine the stars, if he's not voted in in the fan vote, and we start going through the next, what is it, six, seven, eight guys after that? How yep. many guys on the All-Star team? How could he not be picked? He's averaging, to be clear, 25 points a game, eight rebounds, mm-hmm. seven assists, with a steal and a block. Yeah, like how and does he And he's shooting not... 48% from the field. Yeah, and it's not the first year he's done this. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not new to it. Yeah. So, like, he's going, he's trending up after being one already, so... Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at that. Okay. Now, as far as starters, I think we got our usual suspects, right? We got Joel Embiid. Yep. Giannis, Kevin Durant, if yep. he's healthy. Yep. He's um, going to play. Jason he said he's going to play. Yeah, Jason Tatum. And then you look at the guards, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell have been outstanding this year, right? Right, right. Um, I think those guys, you know, it's somewhere I don't have the, the definitive, but I think those guys, you know, they're the cream of the crop guys this year. And, and then they're making this crazy run into the into – the, all-star time like guys tend to do, you know? Like guys get kind of charged up about that and they kind of <laughs> string together some crazy yeah. number. Like Kyrie's going on a crazy run right now without oh, Kevin yeah. Durant playing. Yeah, 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 Like just to be sure, like, hey, guys, I know I'm going to play an all-star game, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in case you were thinking about not, you know, I Donovan mean, Mitchell's been great all year in the East. He was number one in voting, I think, among yeah. Eastern Conference guards anyway, so. Yeah, he's he, going to be in the fan voting because his game is is the ultimate, passes the ultimate eye test, right? He's he should be in an all-star watch. game, just his, yeah. like, skill set for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's just, not to mention him being consistent and, you know. And the team's um, winning. Exactly. So, I think that's, that's tough. Now, in the West, I think LeBron was going to be, <laughs> the same I mean, kind of thing on. with Kyrie. Yeah, Him yeah. and Steph are going to be in the top, but also those guys are performing at a level that, you know, that allows that allows that to just, you know, it's like when you ask who are the best rappers in the world and people don't name Jay-Z because it's like a given. Right, right. It's right. like one of those things. Like, I'm not yeah. going to say Jay-Z's name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest thing, I want Shy in the All-Star game in the West. That's the only thing I care about. Okay. Is that he makes the All-Star. I, I think agree. he deserves it. Yep. I think he's done... He's done damage for a while now, and this year has been crazy. Yep. He's been, you know, he's another notch, and I think, you know, it's hard what they're going through as a unit down there. They're trying to figure it out, but, like, he's been steady, and he's been doing everything he can do, you know? He's been clutch, too. That's the thing. Man, man. I, 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 I don't know how you, how, you don't, how you don't let him in, you know? Um, how, do you, how do you not double-team him at the end of a game? With all due respect no to idea. everyone else on OKC right now, it's just I, yeah. I just need someone else to beat me. It's you know? not even exactly. It's not even about the other guys. It's just I'm not gonna let him yeah, do it exactly. because he's been he's proven that he's gonna do it. Yeah. It's like when you watch old clips of Michael Jordan. Like how does he get? How do we let him get a shot off? Yeah, fair. That's fair. It's no. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guys are that good, and, and like I know there's it's not that simple. But yeah, I'm doing everything I can to make somebody else beat me. No, I, I need Stevie Kerr to hit the shot. 
You know what I mean? And if Steve yeah. hits the shot, you shake their hand, you just say you're the better team. But yeah, that's how it's got to go. Also, uh, I would like to see uh, Lori from Utah. Yep. First time. Be in the All-Star game. Should be first time. On Back on the east side, I would like to see Julius make it this year after what he's been doing. Okay. Um, Julius yeah. Randle. I'd like to see him get back in there. All right. Um, But then I, I think the rest is, you know, the usual suspects. I think right. it's... Um, Jalen Brown's got to be in that mix too, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jalen Brown's got to be in that mix. He's, he's becoming a usual suspect to me. Sorry. Yeah. I should have said his name. He's yeah. becoming... Um, and I did my little 10-day in Boston last year, mm-hmm. and I got to see him up, you know, kind of... I never really had a chance to be around him either, so after being around him, conversing with him, seeing his approach to the game, I grew even more of a fan of him. Yeah, I think he's he's deserving of everything they're doing over there. Same with Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, I think um, I I know Paolo is on the vote list, but I don't think it's time yet. I think yeah. he will be. It's time will come um, for sure. Orlando's yeah, a, a tough team up, up and coming. I was just watching their game against uh, Boston yesterday. I think they beat Boston three times now. That's, that's a tough thing to play, nah. especially when they're focused and locked in. They have so much length yeah. and talent. Shout out to uh, my guy, Jamal Mosley, coaching that team. Yeah. He's one of my assistant coaches in Cleveland. Love they play him. hard yeah. for him. Man, he's but he's that's the energy he brings. Right. That's right. the that's the guy he is. That's why I was so excited to see him be a coach, especially for some young guys, because he he fits that. Um, All right. Um, but I think, I mean, Zion... Obviously, Zion, I love to see him in an all-star game. I love to see him do some all-star things, you know. Oh, him and John Moran um, just got to come together. Whoever needs yeah, to make yeah, enough yeah. money, put it on the table or whatever it is. But they, I got to see a dunk contest with the two of them. I just have yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to figure that out, right? It's going to um, be Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe not as good. I was watching back that dunk contest yesterday. Just just so happened. Man, those guys. <laughs> I'd never seen that before, I, man. I, I, for, I like forgot the other the... two guys in the dunk contest. Drummond and, yeah, and, and Will Barton. Like with all due respect, yeah. like they just they weren't there. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see those guys in that setting though, because their athleticism would allow them to try some stuff. Like, yeah, that you probably wouldn't think of. I think Ja probably got some dunks that he could do, probably stuff that he does in the summertime, some stuff that we probably never seen. Right. He's gonna have to invite Yaka Pertle to come because. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Yaka. Nah, that's my guy too. I know, yeah, but like people, but that's uh, the price you play as yeah. trying to be an ultimate rim protector. If you're not getting dunked on, you're not trying to protect my exactly. rim hard enough. That's exactly. what I will say. Exactly. Like, yeah. he's just living in a day and age where there's the most athletic people have ever been in a basketball court, right? That's fair. Like, fair. so everybody's trying it. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, like, I, I can't disagree with any of those those picks, man. I mean, and, and even off the top of my head, I feel like James Harden's probably got to be in it, leading the league yeah. in assists, right? I mean, Halliburton, I think Luka, he was, I didn't say, I didn't oh, say Luka. Luka. Oh, Again, that's, that's a Hold on. Time out. I'm sorry. Halliburton's got to be there. That's a disrespect for me not to say his name. Okay. That was disrespectful to me not to say his name. And I've been an advocate of him on social media every way I can, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because I had some ties um, in Indiana. Obviously, I played right, there. Right, of course. And I met him um, over the summer, too. Real nice dude. Real pleasant kid, man. But, like, just what he's doing for the franchise. Like, not yeah. even getting to what he's doing playing-wise, which has been outstanding. Just what he's doing. I think he's been hurt, right? He's been down yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Because McConnell's been starting. And McConnell had a triple-double. That shows you the energy that that, that organization's got going sure. right now. Guys are stepping up, and they feel good as a unit. But what Halliburton's done, just for the positivity and the outlook of those guys' approach to the game and what they could be as a team has been enough to be on an all-star team within itself. Yeah. Especially for its age. I mean, his. I mean, he plays so much different than a guy like 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 Shea, but kind mm-hmm. of the same effect, right? Like that lead mm-hmm. star guard who's able to sort of take the organization where I think a lot of people had Indiana tanking or OKC tanking this year. They're mm-hmm. not tanking. They're very competitive. 
And they they play yeah, a similar yeah, yeah. style. Everyone driving kick, driving kick, driving kick. Eventually, you're gonna your rotation's gonna doesn't matter what what, what you know how many X outs you want to do, man. Your legs gonna get tired when you when you face yeah, yeah, a third yeah, driving kick. Yeah, we keep kick, touching so. the paint. It's only yeah. so much you can do, and that's yeah. why teams want it though. Yep. That's why guy. That's why Thad is so adamant about you know being ready early because if we can touch the paint three times in a possession, we're gonna get an open three or a layup. Yeah, fair enough. All right, like, CJ. Somebody's gonna get a cut. Listen, um, appreciate you so much. You know, we I feel like we can definitely we could probably talk again. But I don't want to be too, you know, greedy with the request. But every time, nah, the time man, we chat, I'm I'm around, man. It's easy. I love basketball. I love to talk basketball. Oh, we clearly, man, clearly. Um, <laughs> but but seriously, thanks for your time. We gotta go to a break, but uh you can catch CJ on Strictly Hoops. I highly recommend him talking yeah, yeah. to my man Ahmed over there as well, Yahoo. And, new show uh, this week. New show this week. All right. Yeah, so check new it show out. Coming this week. Appreciate you, CJ. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Okay, we're going to take a quick break right here. I've been your host, Willu. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1 866 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptors show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, William Lou. Big thanks to CJ Miles for joining us in the first half of the program. And here to close out the game, um, you know, here to reveal the secret third Asian of the Raptors show in the flesh this time. Because last week, I think we also got JR on. But producer JR Manitad called in to fill for Alex Wong, who is, uh, again, away. Um, I'm looking at just like the 20 inches of snow we have outside. And yeah, I'm just imagining Alex right uh, on a beach right now. So He's lucky. Very jealous. But uh, yeah, JR, how you doing, man? You good? Doing all right, man. Yeah, made it in. Yeah. Uh, Better the war uh, the, uh, the weather outside, so uh, happy to have another game tonight. Late one. Yeah, I'm, am I going live tonight or no? Is this oh, right? yeah. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. We're t- telling you right now, you're going live. Okay, all uh, right. We're flipping our schedules. Yeah. Nice little 10 p.m. broadcast. I mean, it's no thing, man. It's on fine. radio. Yeah. And then people can sleep to the Raptors reaction live. A lot of people message me online and they're like, where's my bedtime story? Yeah. And they're talking about the rag pod. You might have to like soft speak because like you know, yeah, try, like an ASMR. Oh no, don't worry. I'm not trying to wake up my girlfriend who's going to be asleep at 1 a.m. when I'm doing the broadcast. I'm not trying to wake up the neighbors. Like yeah, yeah, none yeah. of that stuff, man. I'm at 1:30 like, a.m. when uh, the Raptors. Hello and welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the Raptors. 130 to 90 lost. No, no, don't do that. To no, no, no. <laughs> nah, man, it, it won't be like that. The Raptors score more than 100 points, but they yeah, will yeah. lose. Yeah, um, anyway, we're uh, so the Raptors are going on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we sort of you know covered it with uh, with CJ here. So Raptors are gonna be away for like more than two weeks. That's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, if you were packing for a two week road trip, right? What's 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 got to be the essentials for 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 Jr. Here? I might have to drop in my uh, my essential kicks. You know, okay. What, what's what's in the, the, what's in the, the Jordan ones? Okay. The classic. Yeezys. Another classic. Um, I wish I could bring my gaming PC, but I can't. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, you definitely can't bring your gaming PC, bro. What are 14 you doing? days on the road. Have you heard of a Switch? Just get a Switch. No, I'm not getting a Switch. I can't afford that. Um, okay, well. I'll bring my Xbox probably. Okay. 14 right. days. I need yeah. to wind down. Yeah. And then, you know, got to get the fits off. How many fits? For, for a 15-day road trip, how many fits? Because we asked Grange about this. I think Grange said one carry-on would be enough for me. And I was like, yeah. Grange... I gotta stop you there. Yeah, with these That's prices, too That's with these, too small. With these prices and um, luggage being lost, I might have to. I might have to stick with Green Show with that. Really? One. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can do just my one usual. Get, get on, bla- one black pair of pants, one jeans <laughs> <laughs> for two weeks, and then I, I don't know. I'll be I'll be in Italy in the summer, and then I'll probably buy something from okay. there. Buy some shorts over there. Okay. Yeah. 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 If know. I see you in the Gucci, I you, I know you're no, not no, in no, the no, motherland. No, no, no. Not not in Gucci. Yo, honestly, in the uh, in the Rome airport, which I is actually slightly outside of Rome. Yeah, um, you can literally it's like every single like high end fashion shop is there. Like you know how we walk down the street right now on on Bloor and you yeah, walk right, past right. like you know whatever right all the stores that I don't shop at. Um, no, you do. You do. No, I definitely don't. I'm all H and M's over there, so, I, was like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, technically yeah. I do go there. But you know the actual rich people stores. Right. They have right. every single one of those inside the Rome Airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like while you're shopping, you can literally while you're waiting for your flight, you can literally go into like a Gucci store or whatever other. Uh, that's a good scouting report. I might yeah. I might have to look into that. Yeah. yeah. Fly through a Fumanese or something like that. I don't know it sounds Brazilian. I have I have like a, a two week trip in summer where we're gonna hop from country to country. Mm. It might be a grind, but we'll, we'll travel via bus. So hopefully I'll sneak in some uh, designer stores. So okay. We'll, we'll see All what right. happens. Well, no, you always bring the fits, man. Look at oh, this yeah. current one right now. My guy dressed like an indie mattress. <laughs> <laughs> What's is, up, man? Is, you got that out the, out the box? What no, happened? no, no, no. This is from Zara. Shout oh, out to okay. Zara. All right. <laughs> These are the conversations that we have. I, mean, I know Alex is mad uh, jealous right now that he yeah, can't yeah. partake in this. This is literally every day at Scotiabank Arena. Um, so... The Raptors, this is, by the way, uh, just last year on the road trip, this is uh, the first time in 15 seasons the Raptors have had a seven-game uh, road trip. Mm-hmm. The last time was back in 07. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, what were you doing in 07? So, 07, okay, this was 07-08 season. 07-08, I was in grade 10. Oh, I thought you were 20. Uh, at, at Martin Grove. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I'm not 20, unfortunately. No, okay. So, I, I was I was in Martin Grove. All right, yeah, grade yeah. 10. Yeah. Um, Probably around this time, probably like Gifted English, mm-hmm. which is still just reading Shakespeare and memorizing it. Um, what else? Yeah. I mean, I was definitely watching a ton of Raptors, obviously, at that time. You know, that season was actually quite similar to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually, they won more games, but they finished 500 or slightly above it, I believe. But it was also like they had just won a bunch of games, 47 that year. It was a bit of a surprise. It was a young team. We expected them to make a jump, and they just didn't. Jose Calderon was on that team. Jose Calderon was on that team. Was Chris Bosch still on that team? Chris Bosch was on that team. Andrea Bagnani. Andrea Bagnani, yeah. Shout out so, him. Yeah. Pimo Pasta. Yeah. And so, I mean, listen, it, it could be a lot darker. But uh, anyway, we, we've run out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> By the way, the Raptors in that road trip lost to the Sonics and also the New Orleans Hornets, two teams that are no longer. Earl Watson started that game against the Sonics or with the Sonics? Maybe. I think. All right, we've run out of time because it's time now for Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The Raptors begin this road trip. It's uh, first game tips off tonight in Sacramento at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So get ready to stay up. Uh, oh. I already had my second cup of coffee and I'm probably going to take a nap. I'm going to grab one too. The line tonight at Bet Rivers is Raptors are three-point underdogs versus the Sacramento Kings who are uh, ascending up on the standings. JR, I've seen this is the most research I've seen done any um, for any game preview. So shout out to Tristan man. who uh, emails us out on uh, on the sports. Oh, emails. so that wasn't even you, Dan. <laughs> but it's okay. Go ahead, man. What, what happened? 
I mean, like, the, the Kings are really good at home. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, 16 and 10 at home. Kings are really good in the West. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best teams out there. 27 and 19 through 46 games this season. Yep. They have one of the best records since January 9th. Right. Around right. 7 and 1. Mm-hmm. Nuggets are above them, 8 to 1. So this is a, it's going to be a tough test for uh, the Raptors, especially when they're on the road, because the Raptors aren't, re- aren't the best on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some scoring droughts in the first quarter. So hopefully they could turn that around. Yeah. You they're, can't have a scoring drought against Sacramento. No. They literally average 120 points per game. No. They're, the Raptors are 6-15 and 15 on the road. They, they, they won their last one. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, o- in OT. Wait, hold on. They didn't even win that one. Never mind. Did they? No, they <laughs> lost the last one they played in. in, in oh, Milwaukee. No, in, in Minnesota. Our, our, our memories are... Or chalked. Yeah. Again, I, like I, I mentioned, remember. I was in grade yeah. ten in two thousand seven. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I was in, uh, it's I was probably in grade five in 07. Wow. Yeah, uh, learning about the provincial governments <laughs> and learning how to cursive write. So. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. useful skills right now, to be honest. Yes. Even um, though I don't write anymore, we we're all on laptops and stuff. No, for real though, actually. Um, yeah, for this game, it's gonna be tough, man. I mean, Sacramento does is gonna score a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's good that they put so much focus on their defense. Right. Um, because they're going to need it for this road trip. They're really going to need it. This is going to be a tough game. Um, I'm Look, I'm probably going to take Sacramento. I don't know about you. I'll, I'll, I'll put some money on Raptors. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. No. I, and I, if and if, if the Raptors are losing at ha- or, or winning at halftime, yeah. then I'll sprinkle some more money on the Kings. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? No, you, no, lead, no lead is safe for the Raptors. Well, I, I, I did personally witness you doing this uh, oh. when, when the Raptors played the, 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 uh, the Knicks, no. and the Raptors were up at halftime. And, and you were looking pretty smart when the Raptors gave away the lead in the third quarter. But then again, the, you know, Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent made you look a little silly. They did. They, uh, Scotty, the yeah, Scotty did give me that assist to complete my parlay. Oh, yeah. You're, you're also Shout really good with the parlay. parlays. You got a quick parlay. We got like, we got like 10 oh, seconds. Oh, player props. Yeah. Player props. You know, Fever V over 20 and a half points. Okay. Get Siakam over 24 and a half points. Okay. Uh, to bonus, get him on a double-double. It's pretty good. And if, if Precious is there, get him on a double-double as well. Wow. Okay, a lot, a lot of missed shots because that's a lot of rebounds. Wait, oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Um, definitely more research for that than Alex. So, <laughs> you know, again, we have to hold on. I'm not replacing Alex. Alex. Alex is coming back next week. I, I don't know. We, we have another Asian. No, 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 form, no, no. So no. it does feel that way. But anyway, we're done here for today. I'm your host, Will Lou, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks again to producer J.R. Manitad. Thanks to C.J. Miles, our board producer Derek Brandale, and Jennifer Rolnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. And we'll be back tomorrow.